Yeah, hey, it's El Donzo and D's, man. We're back for episode two on Sunday. And hey, uh, the song you just heard that's opening us uh, for this week is a song, it's a title track off Pentagram's album, Relentless. Okay, if a lot of you people don't know who Pentagram is, which some of our listeners probably don't, they were a pretty influential metal band in the 70s, 80s, and even currently today. Um, had some really good music, but one of those that kind of did the Anvil thing, kind of kind of fell into obscurity a little bit, uh, but they came back. It's a really awesome band. Check them out. There's plenty of great music. Uh, they influenced a lot of the bigger bands that are still going strong. Uh, Metallica, Zach Wilde, uh, you pretty much name it. Um, they were an influence on them. Now, the singer Bobby Liebling, who I know is a real cool dude, he's had his share of ups and downs, and he's even got a documentary that was released a few years back called Last Days Here. Uh, it's really awesome. You should go check it out, whether you're into music or not. Um, it's it's a kind of a triumphant story about a guy who hits rock bottom, the lead singer for Pentagram. Uh, he hits rock bottom. Somebody finds him, helps him out, and he ends up getting everything back on track together in his life and making a pretty damn big comeback. So, like I said, it's filled with ups and downs. It's very entertaining. It's got a good story to it, and it really gives you a good insight into music back in the 70s and 80s and some of the underground stuff as well so so make sure to check that out okay Dee's has some news stories for us what do you what do we got here Dee's? it looked well, like we had some shoes right there yeah we're gonna uh go into some of the the strange things that have occurred this week in the uh the other world that doesn't involve coronavirus uh puma has released a new, new pair of athletic trainer shoes for you. There's one problem. If you look at these shoes straight down, like from the from above, and, and you can find it online right now, if you're looking at them like sitting on the floor looking straight down, they look like they were meant to be basically a silhouette of the one and only Adolf Hitler. I they mean, do. I'm looking at these right now. I wish I could turn, Puma. This, turn this around and show the camera. But yeah, looking down, the only thing missing is like eyeballs. It looks like, and they even have a, a crosscut picture there of Adolf. And it looks like it. that's where they got the design with the hairline, the mustache, everything. And this is not a good look for Puma. So I don't think Puma is going to be endorsing Colin Kaepernick anytime right. soon. They've the already got it. the tagline for these <laughs> shoes. Puma trainers. These are when you really want to finish a race. <laughs> oh, boy, we're going to get some bad mail on that one. But, you know, hell with them if they can't take a joke. You... <laughs> they do. They, 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 they look just like Hitler. Yeah. Like two little... like. They're like two little Hitler twins. Nine. Nine on the bottom of my feet. <laughs> What's, what size do you wear, sir? Nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's too good. Oh, it's too good. Oh, oh, oh. What do we got next? All right. Uh, we had a little bit of controversy um, on Twitter, and I've done some fact-checking, which some of you should probably do before you post all these articles. Hey, but that's why you got Eldonzo and D's. Which We're you, talk, you talked about uh, on the last episode. Uh, Canada had that uh, mass shooting. That, that, that's never funny. Um, but in response to that, um, Trudeau, Justin Trudeau, the, uh, I think, they, what do they call it, prime minister up there? Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a real twat. He signed an immediate 
banning of all these assault rifles and everything. And in the course of this, he they listed all of these different uh, manufacturers and models and everything. And one of the manufacturers listed is the Black Rifle Company. Now, for those of you that aren't familiar with companies in Canada, which my guess is most of you, the Black Rifle Company, or let me preface that by saying a Black Rifle Company is a big coffee company in uh, huge in Canada. And in fact, when they, this came out, uh, the, well, they're not based out of Canada, but they're in Canada. Yeah, yeah right, right, right. Just right. clarification. So uh, the actual, the Black Rifle Coffee Company tweeted to Justin Trudeau and said, uh, say it ain't so, Justin Trudeau, did you really ban our fresh roasted freedom in Canada, eh? Uh, so everybody thought that Trudeau just randomly fucking chose this company because it said Black Rifle. However, uh, there is actually a small company in Canada called the BRC or Black Rifle Company, and they do manufacture a 5.56 millimeter uh, assault rifle. But it's still pretty funny that the uh, the coffee company got involved with this and people ran with it, and that's just goes to show once again people will blindly share anything and nobody ever wants to look at the facts but kind of funny that there was a little confusion there you know black rifle Co- coffee company was started by uh veterans too i don't right. know if you knew that so they're veteran owned they got good coffee and they employ other veterans in their manufacturing and their sales and their distribution so actually it's 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 a really good company they have a good product and they do a lot of good for veterans so check that out as well and no, I didn't. We're not getting paid anything from Black Rifle Comp, uh, Coffee Company. Hell, Nancy Pelosi isn't even paying us to plug her damn ice cream shop. Okay, right. so we don't. We're not. I don't even any drink money. coffee. Well, that's you don't drink no, coffee. No, no, really don't. Next story. Yeah, never, never really have. Uh, all right, so and, and this is going to probably uh, lead into two stories, but the one that I have. The good old Tiger King, Joe Exotic. He, this man just will not go away, and that's probably a good thing. That big thing's not going to fit my little hole. It just did. So he has uh, partnered with a uh, online clothing brand, and it's O'Dangerous, I believe it's called. Um, the founder's O'Dane Watson. Anyway, he partnered with the great Joe Exotic, and they come out with a... Uh, clothing line called Revenge. And it's a series of t-shirts and hoodies and whatnot. Um, they have different slogans on them. One of them says, uh, Revenge, Love Thy Backstabber, and Success, spelled with uh, dollar signs. It's got tigers on it and everything. Anyway, so they had basically a soft grand opening where they were uh, selling these t-shirts and hoodies and everything. Uh, 7,000 t-shirts, hoodies, sweats, and face masks. So he went from making license plates to making clothes. <laughs> well, he's still making license plates, I think. Anyway, sold out in a, in a matter of a couple hours. $20,000 in sales, gone. So he's still got uh, quite a bit of pull out there in Freedom Land. You know, let me tell you something about Joe Exotic. All right, you know, I watched the Netflix thing. It's been all the rage. All right, yeah, I kind of joke, yeah, free Joe Exotic. This dude's a POS. Yeah. Okay, he is. He's entertaining, but yeah. He's entertaining, but it ain't worth it, guys. I mean, 
I don't think that he was involved in the whole murder for hire thing. Well, I think he was involved, but I really think that he was pushed that way. That Jeff Lowe, I think him and that, I, I don't even know what the guy, if he's a guy, a girl, a Smurf, whatever. What the hell was his name? The the fat guy on the ski do. Oh, what was his name? That dude is, I think he's the, ma- I hate I to call know. him a mastermind, but he is a weasel. And I, Joe Exotic, I think, just kind of got pushed into that whole murder for hire thing. Well, did you, okay. As far so, as killing the animals, yeah, he's he's where he needs to be in prison. Um, I think that, look, I think that, and this is all speculation, I think the guy wanted Carol Baskin dead to an extent. Yeah. I don't think he really had the brass tacks to go and do it, but I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I definitely think he was influenced into paying uh, whatever that guy's name was. Look, the last thing I'm going to lose sleep over is Joe Exotic in prison. Right. I don't care. I don't so care. It, I don't it, care. It, if he did it or not, I don't care. It doesn't affect me one bit nope. either way. They got a good documentary out it, of it. It was an entertaining seven hours of my life, though. But but it's, yeah, but it's come out. Well, I'd say it's come out from multiple sources that him and his first husband, John Finley, Finlay, Finley, the one with three teeth. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, Actually, the that's not his first husband. He was married long before that. Right. He died of H of yeah, AIDS. Yeah. He died of AIDS. The so, the first of the uh, the three the four. No four. No, there was the he's, third he's guy. He's on his fourth husband now. Yeah, but I'm just saying that when he married John Finlay, Danny, they brought in the the third guy, and they had the three way marriage. Yeah, yeah. and then uh, he's since now married his fourth husband who I believe he's still married to the, the guy that's like yeah, 30 a, years younger than him. Yeah, he's a, <clears throat> he's a real winner. Yeah. Um, anyway, back to what you were saying. So anyway, a lot of people are coming out and saying that, uh, you know, especially Jeff Lowe, but not just Jeff Lowe. We all look, we all know Jeff Lowe's probably got a, got a stiffy for Joe exotic and not in the way it may sound like I got a stiffy uh, for Jeff Lowe's nanny. Let me tell you what. So does Jeff Lowe, hey, right? I, I tell know. you, he raises them right. You I know? don't know if he's getting stiff for too many people anyway. With, yeah, at least well, you know what? The, they, uh, let me the tell you something. Jeff, Jeff Lowe's going to be back in the slammer at some point. I too. think so too. Yeah. All right. That's, I mean, look at him. He looks like a Kyle. Mm-hmm. So not, no offense to Kyle's out there. But no, yeah. Kyle's and Karen's. So I don't know. Kyle's and Karen's. Yep. Off limits going forward. Which, no where, that is hilarious. This whole Karen movement, which we'll, we'll have to, Save that for another show, but yeah, the Karen thing. Didn't that start at the Cracker just, Barrel? Probably. I, I don't remember the exact. I Karen's, know it's really blown up in probably the last year. Yeah, like, yeah. So, so okay, so getting getting back to the Joe Exotic thing. So, he, uh, so like I said, there's reports coming out that he was actually committing acts of bestiality with John Finley. Now, Jeff Lowe's not the only one to say this, but I guess that they would sashay around dressed as cheerleaders and bring alpacas and sheep and goats and all kinds of nasty. <laughs> just, oh, no. And then you got people that worked in the zoo saying that, that there was horrible sounds coming from there at night. And he'd take animals in for about 45 minutes and put them back in the pens. Wow. And they also, though, they got pictures of stuffed animals. Jeff Lowe supposedly found in the attic of Joe's residence trailer, whatever it was, with the butts cut out and holes in the face. And they were so having relations with the stuffed animals. It found lingerie. Wait, wait, are, are we talking like, a, like Teddy Ruxpin stuffed animals, or do you mean like taxidermy 
Well, I don't know. I wasn't. No, 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 no. Not taxidermic. <laughs> I thought I didn't know if they had like, you know. Well, a, I mean, technically it'd be taxidermist because they're stuffing the animals. Right. right. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Here all week. So they also. Try the veal. They also found a bunch of lingerie. I guess these guys are wow. prancing around in. So why he would. Okay. If, if you are Joe Exotic. I'm looking at you right now. If you are a Joe Exotic and you're doing all these things, why in the hell would you leave that in the attic of your house and move out and let Jeff right. find it? I guess he said to one of them, if I die, don't let my mom in the attic. This was years ago. So they got some guy that worked at the zoo saying that. Now they got these emails to where Jeff Lowe can prove that Joe Exotic, towards the end of his days there, was embezzling money and paying male prostitutes to come over. That's They got pictures of it. Now, I don't know if it's doctored, but go look at it if you can. It's, yeah. Yeah, There's uh, there was all kinds of nasty. no problem believing that. I don't either. I mean, just watching the documentary. I mean, that that one about, you know, we got to find the sound clip of uh, where, where he's Travis Maldonado's funeral and his mom's there. Oh, yeah. Wow. And just talking about the balls across yeah, the chin. Put, yeah, putting his balls on his face. That's, uh, which yeah. speaks, uh, look, I don't want to give anybody the wrong idea out there, but you had John Finley and... Uh, what was the other one's name that you just mentioned? Travis Maldonado. Travis. Yeah, Travis. I'm ashamed I can even rattle that off as fast right. as I have. Okay, so John Finley, at least in the documentary, didn't come off as uh, A, intelligent, or B, attractive. We now know that he had since you know gotten new chompers and everything and doesn't look like a, a terrible guy. But He we, claims he's not gay. Well, he's married to a woman, the woman that was Elton in the jo- documentary. Elton John was married. True, but... I mean, Okay, either way, which brings me to my next point. And then, of course, we know Travis was, uh, according to the people in documentary, banging chicks left and right. Well, John Finley was too. Right. Because he married the gal that... So, again, this brings me to my point. How good was the meth that Joe Exotic got a hold of that these guys would do this stuff? That's really methed up. Uh, yeah, super methed up. I mean, not knocking homosexuality. I mean, but I am I am knocking people that change their sexual preference for drugs. Okay? Walter White and Jesse Pinkman must not have <laughs> shit on Joe Exotic when it comes to the meth production because those guys did some crazy, crazy stuff just to be there. Well, I'll tell you, you know that tells you. What or maybe kind it was of- the Tigers. I don't know. Tigers and meth is like that's a super. That should be a song. I'm sure it is. Tigers and meth. Yeah. Tigers and I meth. don't have any of Joe's albums, but I, I'm. That's probably a hidden track on one of his CDs. It's probably one of those ones you get, you got to make it all the way through track number ten for a minute, right? And yeah. Tri- Tigers and meth. Well, what does that say about Joe Exotic? Okay, the only the only boyfriends he could get, he had to pump them full of drugs and hang that over their head to get them to stay with him. So he's yeah. We're not talking like a pillar of society in the first no, place. No, hardly. Joe Exotic. Hardly. Oh, but I'm done with Joe Exotic. Do we got anything else? Uh, yeah, one more. Anything, uh, please, anything. Puppies with dying. I don't care. It's not Joe Exotic. Well, back to the weird and back to coronavirus. So a team at the, uh, I'm not even going to try <laughs> and pronounce that, uh, in China. Let's just put it that way. Um, a hospital in China that tested 38 male patients that were treated there at the height of the pandemic in China in January and February. And what they have found is that the virus will persist in men's semen even after they have begun to recover. 
Linda Lovelace would have met her match. Right? Um, like I said, they tested these 38 male patients there at the height of the pandemic in China in, in, in January and February, and about 16% of them had evidence of the coronavirus in their semen. And a quarter of them were in the acute stage of infection, and nearly 9% of them were recovering. So, uh, I got a question. When you have a virus, is, isn't it kind of a given that you may have it in, in bodily fluids? I would think so, yeah. And this but, is, but well, the, what they're saying is, is that even after you're, you feel great and you're fine, is that it can still linger down there in the boys, and then retransmit or whatever through sex, which as of right now wasn't really thought of as a possibility. We thought you cough or sneeze on somebody, but now they're saying that it's possible that it could be tra- uh, sexually transmitted. And didn't Doctor Fau- after your go ahead? Well, that's funny because Doctor Fauci. Uh, he came out, and this was a while back, but but said it was okay to have sex with strangers. Remember, mm-hmm. like dating sites, and they asked him, "Well, what about people that want to hook up?" And he says, "Yeah, go ahead and do it." And now they're coming out with coronavirus in the in the sperm, right? That's, now, see, and it can't replicate uh, in the male reproductive system, which is good, but it still it just kind of hangs around, you know, like that crazy uncle that's out of work that it just won't leave, just kind of hangs, and then you got to yeah. fling it off. And it, 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 it's in the privileged immunity of testes. That's not me. That's CNN saying that. Um, privileged immunity means the immune system can't fully reach the region to attack the viral invaders. So it's kind of like they're uh, living in the basement that nobody wants to go down there and clean. Wow. So now all these people that think birth control should be free so they could have unprotected sex and let their boyfriends go in them. I guess they actually have to wear protection now, don't they? Yeah. yeah. Idiots. And it also they talked about uh, this isn't the first time this has happened. Um, Ebola and the uh, the Zika virus. Remember Zika? Remember when Zika was going to kill everybody? What about H1N1, the swine flu? Well, yeah. Well, the numbers oh, show no, no, that, no, that no. was... No, 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 no. Wait a minute. That was Barack Obama's presidency, so that wasn't going to kill anybody. Well, yeah, I'm no. Sorry. That that didn't affect 60-whatever million people or anything because, you know, I remember when the economy shut down for that. Oh, wait. No, it didn't. That's right. They didn't uh, even talk about it. Anyway, yeah. Ebola and Zika virus basically showed the same traits where it was uh, found to spread in semen and... Like I said, your uh, immune system didn't really do anything. It just kind of has to die out. So so we got that. Um, the next thing I'd like to uh, address, and again, keeping on this uh, coronavirus thing, is uh, earlier this week, the Illinois appellate, and this, this is some local flavor, the Illinois appellate prosecutor's office issued a memorandum to the Illinois state's attorney for guidance uh, on this uh, Pritzker's second stay-at-home order. And um, it, you can go on there and, and take a look and find it. But basically what they're saying is that there's not really any legal basis for, for prosecution of, of violating this order because the order, for one, it, it basically goes against the Constitution of the state as well as federal Constitution. Um, and, and it's... It was only a 30-day thing anyway, so that ended over a month ago. And what they're saying now is that because it uh, goes against the Constitution, that there really isn't anything that can be done. The only cloudy uh, issue there is the uh, state licensed. Well, and that's exactly what they're going to do. 
so the state holds us over their head with state licenses. So salons, barber shops, uh, bars, restaurants all have to be licensed by the state to operate. So yeah, if you if you want to stand up for your rights and go ahead and open up, uh, don't worry. The state's going to come in and just yank your license because you're not following their totalitarian orders. We had there's a bar not too far away from us, and was it Woodford County? Yeah, Eureka. In Woodford County, Eureka. Uh, it was called, we'll go ahead and plug in the outpost. Yeah, shout out to the outpost. Yep, absolutely. They they went against the grain. Uh, they they put the finger up in the air and said, we're going to do it. And the state came in and said, nope, you're but, not. It, what happened was the uh, state's attorney for Woodford County announced that he, he was not, not going to prosecute anybody. Right. And that the, the businesses that were closed go crazy. Open up, you know. At your own peril, just be careful, blah, blah, blah. So, like uh, he was saying, the outpost decided to go ahead and open up. I think they made it, what, a few days, a week, something like that. And I hadn't really heard about it until I believe it was the Peoria Journal Star posted an article. And then that article, of course, spread through Facebook. And then the very next day, guess what happened? You got a cease and desist from the Illinois Liquor Control Commission. So that's where the problem is going to lie with with a lot of these businesses, particularly uh, the bars, restaurants, and and salons and whatnot. And that's where it gets really tough is you want to go against the grain. You want to open your business back up. You want to make money. But when they come in and say, we're going to yank your license, now you're in a different world of hurt. That's pulling the rug out from under you because – in a month, you may be able to be to reopen a limited capacity. Are you going to make it that month? Those a big question. Right. Most people aren't. Well, and I here's think, go but, ahead. Sorry, and then so most people I don't think are going to make it that long. So they say, "Hell with it, we'll go ahead and do it." And then the state goes, "Well, we're going to yank your liquor license because you tried to run your business and make it profitable and save your ass." Well, now your liquor license is gone, so you'd have to reapply for it, and and it's just, you know what? It's obvious to me the state of Illinois wants nobody to succeed. Nobody. And these other damn states as well. Here's the bad thing. Um, there's a, they have legal recourse. They can sue to, to be open and whatnot. But here's the problem. They have to pay for lawyers. Yeah. They, these With small they town have. bars. and uh, I wouldn't even say small town. Just bars and restaurants. The, they don't have the, the money to be able to go through this long fight. And let's just say they do have the money to go through it. What the hell do you think is going to happen when you, you fight the power and win? Guess what? You have just painted a giant bullseye Absolutely. on your business, and they will relentlessly go after you for every little detail. You'll have the health department, the liquor board, all that stuff. They'll find a way to, to make you pay for your defiance. You, they absolutely will. And you know what? I, I don't know if I'd be so inclined to believe that if our capital was actually still Springfield. But looking at all these POSs, excuse me, from Chicago, it's all vengeance, vengeance, vengeance with them. They put your name down in a little black book of people they're going to screw over, and they will do it. So, you know, with that being said, I'm sure there's a lot of people out there going on the other side. Well, you know, restaurants and bars can still serve food and do curbside pickup. They don't make any money doing that. They don't make any money. That's not where their money's made. No. They're doing that to stay afloat. They're doing it to keep their people employed. Here's another thing, too. You go in there, you get, you get takeout from a bar right now or a restaurant, tip them. 
tip them good. Oh yeah, definitely. Okay, keep them going. Yeah, I really don't don't discredit that. Is you're just getting food like you'd order it from anywhere else? You go and pick it up. Tip them. There's people there trying to make ends meet. the The owners are paying these people by the hour, and they're relying on tips to to cover the gap. Tip them good. Make it work. Yeah, and wh- while we're plugging things, I I do want to shout out to the vault right here in Danvers. Absolutely. Scotty Hamilton and Laura and all the, the girls at the vault have been just killing it through all, all this um, with the pickups, the carryout orders and whatnot. And if you haven't noticed, they've got a program, uh, their bonds. Have you seen that? That is a brilliant idea. No, the, I have not. Told, told, no, I really haven't. Uh, basically, they work like gift cards. Um, uh, Scotty, you're going to owe me some money for this plug, by the way. <laughs> hey, this is a two-man show. He's gonna owe both of us. Uh, there you go. There you go. Plug. But Bob anyway, free T-shirts. I'm surprised, or I would like to see other businesses maybe do this. They're gonna work like savings bonds. You can go in there and you buy ten dollar, twenty, fifty, hundred, however much you want, and they work as a gift card. And if you frequent the place regularly, it's a can't lose. But let's say you buy these uh, bonds, they're called, and you don't use them. Well, then when they um, they finally get to reopen at full capacity and everything. You get to cash those, or not cash those in, I'm sorry, but they become worth 125% of their value. So if you buy, let's say you buy a $100 vault bond. They're worth 125 100, 125 bucks, which is, I mean, that's a meal for two or a night of drinking, whatever. I, I think that's brilliant. So shout out to Scotty. That's, yeah, absolutely. That's, that's really cool. I didn't know anything about that. My wife works at the vault, and I'm surprised she didn't say anything about it. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah, that I've only seen bad. the post on there. It was posted by the vault and then by Scotty. But yeah. well, I think we need to reshare that post and keep that definitely. Going. Yes, keep that going. But we got. Is there anything else news wise that you want to touch on? Well, are we talking like serious news or no? That tales you, that tales you, from the ridiculous and tales from the bizarre side with El Donzo yeah, I got, and D's. I got a few things here. Uh, Singapore. Officials are using robo dogs to enforce social distancing <laughs> in parks. So if you haven't seen this, they're remote controlled four legged machine that are alive. You're coming with right. Me. And they, they're creepy. I mean, they're, they're cool to watch, but these things, they don't have heads. So it's no, just like, no, a, no, 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 no. It's like a box with four legs and they, they walk around and I, I'm, can only assume that there's either a pre-recorded thing or maybe whoever's doing the control from the uh um are they are they are they amazon just uh, like we, amazon's doing with the government here putting out drones to see who, who's within six feet of each other oh we got to report you we're going to tell the police they're built by boston bitches. dynamics and uh they're using them in a two-week trial to see if it could uh, join other robots policing singapore's greens this is Jesus. how it all starts Okay. Well, it's already started here. I mean, you've read about the drones here, haven't you? Oh yeah. The social distancing drones, and then you got the 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 uh, the the wine lines and the the so you can go and tattle on people for being within six feet. So that's that's something they've got the citizens doing. They actually had somebody people calling in in Bloomington, in Bloomington. So and so is violating the social distance order. Oh God, you got to go say something to them. Nothing. They got drones in other states now flying around. With microphones, or not microphones, with speakers telling people to get away from each other. 
That's yeah. Big Brother. I'm telling you, Big Brother. This is their perfect opportunity to shove Big Brother right up our asses. Yeah, and Singapore is really strict about it. I mean, they they don't even ask questions if they. Well, they caned that guy for spray paint. Remember that years yeah, ago? Yeah, yeah. Would and I believe uh, it was a comedian that was talking. Um, what's uh, Fluffy? Uh, Gabriel Iglesias was talking about one time he went there to uh, to do a show, and they basically told him before he got on the plane. Um, and he was traveling with his entourage, which is a bunch of other um, Mexican comedians who liked to dabble in the uh, the weed. But anyway, the the attendant or whatever at the desk basically asked them if they had any drugs, and then told them that in Singapore, if you get caught bringing drugs into the country, that's the death penalty there. Yeah, they like don't they, they don't screw around. Not yeah, one bit so in Singapore. I think if a robot dog told me to social distance, I'd probably have to listen to him. Do, uh, do they tell you in English or do they tell you? I in, see. I don't know. I'd, are they multilingual? Because maybe that could be an out in a Singapore Singapore court. It's like, well, you know, I don't speak the language, and uh, your dog doesn't bark my direction. <laughs> yeah, and then not far away in the Philippines, they've got a guy that's dressed like Darth Vader running around trying to tell people to social distance and everything. Oh, the Philippines, man. I got a friend of mine. Uh, she's Filipino, and uh, she's still got family back in the Philippines. And, man, they're really, really strict. Like, Duarte, like, was well, – he was joking about uh, throwing people out of a helicopter or something. Or something. He was joking about killing somebody. Some uh, uh, Drug lords. That's what it was. Drug dealers. Like, often drug – I mean, they're – yeah, they're nuts over there, man. They're very, very strict. Very strict. Yeah, that's crazy. Uh, and then we got, did you see the five-year-old who stole his parents' car? In, I did uh, not. Utah. Learned something new every day. Yeah, a five-year-old boy in Utah was caught driving his family's SUV. And he may have discovered that crime does pay. Uh, an adult who heard that Adrian uh, Zemaripa. Sounded out. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I butchered that. He stole the keys to his family's Dodge Journey and then started off to California because he wanted to buy a Lamborghini. Going to California in his parents' car. Right. So anyway, this story, it happened last week. He got pulled over and he told the cops that he was, he was going to go buy a Lamborghini. Well, a person in, uh, that, that saw the story, a local businessman named Jeremy Neves, said he reached out to the family after the story of the kid's automotive exploit went viral. And guess what he owns? A Lamborghini. So he went and he picked the kid up and took him joy riding in his Lamborghini just because he wanted to give him a taste of the supercar life. How far did the five-year-old kid make it? Uh, I'm not even sure. It doesn't say on this. I didn't read the original story about it. Um, but, I mean, he was he knew what he was doing. He was driving. I, I don't know how the hell he could see over the... Uh, Telephone books. Yeah, he tried to get over state lines at five years old because he wanted to buy a Lamborghini. I'll be damned. I'll be damned. Oh, my God. And I, then the last thing we got here is that apparently human urine could help make concrete on the moon. Where do you find this stuff? <laughs> this How could human urine... Come on, it, it, do tell. It says that the European Space Agency, that uh, urea, the main organic compound found in urine, would, would help make the mixture for a lunar concrete more malleable before it hardens into the sturdy final form. So 
maybe this whole moon base is a reality. Just give everybody a lot of water and mix up a few yards of concrete and go from there. I wonder if we're going to see our local uh, uh, concrete guys pissing in the uh, well, yeah. concrete mix now. Well, the thing yeah. works on the moon. It should work here. Hey, Steve, drink another 12-pack. We need some more in this base Hey, go here. get a 30-pack of bush light, man. We need to get this concrete mixed. <laughs> the, uh, what's it say? 3.2 pints, or 1.5 liters, of liquid waste a person generates each day could become a promising byproduct for space exploration. Wow. Absolutely uh, wow. Meanwhile, here on Earth, we just use it as an industrial fertilizer and... Uh, it's a raw material for chemical and medical companies, but they're, uh, the hope is that astronaut urine could be essentially used as it is on a future lunar base with minor adjustments to the water content. Very practical and avoids need for the complicated, sophisticated water recycling system in place. So there you have it. My mind has been blown on May the 9th, 2020. There you go. All right, I think that is going to wrap it up for our uh, second part. Uh, yeah, we're going to close it out. Uh, you know, hey, Deet, do you want to give a shout-out to anybody anywhere else around the world that may be listening? Yeah, one thing that I wanted to point out in the first episode that I somehow slipped my mind, um, we got some listeners from the U.K. and Denmark and Canada. So if you guys are still out there, please go on Facebook at at Eldonzo D's and and drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, it's kind of neat that we're going nation or not nationwide, worldwide. So if you're from anywhere outside of even the area of Central Illinois, I would love to hear from you guys. Drop us a line on our Facebook page. Uh, send us an email uh, at Eldonzo D's at gmail dot com. Um, can't wait to hear from you guys. Enjoy this week's action-packed double show, and we will be back next Sunday, same bat time, same bat channel. All right, everybody. Eldonzo and D's is 